0: All right, now we're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please, 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 please send us out that five star review for anything that we do here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, or Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Or the awesome shows of my now regular partner in crime here, as far as the Lakers fast break is concerned. If you can take care of him with giving him some five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts for his shows, Run the Floor, and NBA Draft Junkies, it is also truly appreciated. Well, a very interesting day again. And just I tell you what, it's so good to be an NBA fan right now because the playoffs have been... More than my expectations. They've they've met and exceeded those expectations indeed because we once again have a situation where a team that looked like they were on the way out got one small crack to get in the door and they've taken it as Toronto has tied up the series with Boston. And then speaking of ties, a very surprising game indeed with the Denver Nuggets taking command pretty much throughout the game and taking control of it, and just basically keeping the distance away from the L.A. Clippers, 110 to 101. So I'll tell you what, it's just very interesting today. Both games had, even though they weren't the nail biters per se, they they still had their intrigue. And here with me today, as always, for the NBA playoff coverage that we're doing, is my good friend. Again, please check out his awesome podcast, Run the Floor and NBA Draft Junkies. And of course, his amazing, amazing website, nbadraftjunkies.com and his awesome YouTube page for all the detail when you can see rows after rows as I'm showing everyone now on a Facebook Live of all these draft prospect videos, mock draft videos, and so much more. It is NBA Draft Junkies and the man who runs it all. He works so hard indeed. It is Rafael Barlow. And Rafael, great to have you back couple of great games, not nail biters per se, but they did provide a lot of intrigue as far as the overall series is concerned.
1: I, I agree. I think um this both series are now a little bit more interesting because um I I think most people would have thought the Clippers would go up 2-0, especially after watching game 1. Denver I mean, they're tough, man. They are a mentally tough team. Yeah their back is against the wall, that's when they've played their best basketball. Coming back from down three one and then uh I-, I listened to Jamal Murray's uh post game interview. He said they were tired. And it's interesting because they were tired and I thought people expected the Rockets to be tired, but it was the opposite in that series. Yeah. Oh, so, but yeah, Jamal Murray's a star now. I mean, yes. he definitely has been big in these playoffs, and then in the uh, the other game, man, what? How much? How big was that shot? We knew it was big. The last game, we we definitely knew it was a possible momentum changer. Yeah, but now it's even. It's. I mean, I I think. I'll probably speak for most people. We thought that series could go either way in the beginning. And um, and if you would have told me it's tied at 2-2 after four games, I would have, you know, it wouldn't have been a shocker. But the way it became tied at 2-2, I mean, Boston was, just what, a second away from being – Half second. Putting, half second away from putting Toronto in a situation that has mm-hmm. never been done before and well, it's a game of inches so man like you said these NBA playoffs have been great and I've, I've said it over and over again none of these guys are playing like they want to go home
0: which is good it's absolutely which is good, very good for the NBA fan remember it only counts cl- very close if you're playing horseshoes my friend so uh, for everything else we're seeing, they left that door open. I mean, when you mm-hmm. go in and, and that half second, that play is going to be crucial. And I think very much because the momentum has swung towards Boston. And you and I said it was going to be a light, looking like a seven-game series anyways. But right now, Toronto has all the momentum behind them.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, what's today? Saturday night. So I'm looking for Monday. I've never seen basketball on Labor Day before, which is weird. (laughs) But but I'm looking forward to to Monday. And, I mean, these these aren't even the conference finals. This is just the second round. And every game looks like it's going to be competitive. And, like I said, I, I just take my hat off to the guys because, you know, they've been in this bubble for over 60 days. They have every right to want to go home. They're not playing in front of crowds. But they are still going out there and they're competing as if you know <laughs> it was it was a normal situation they have made the most out of this situation and like he says NBA fan Adam Silver coaches you have to be proud of these guys yeah. you have
0: to be proud absolutely and uh, you know I credit to them But also, uh, I wanted to ask you real quick, uh, uh, Malone, uh, of the Denver Nuggets put up where the families were able to go ahead for the players uh, come in into this round. After the first round of the playoffs, they were starting to come in and and now can join uh, the players, but not for the coaches. And Mike Malone has been a very very angry person because of it. And I don't know, he might've been so angry. He could have gone out there on the floor himself, but I think his team represented his frustration and anger with the NBA today. I mean, they played ferocious defense that bottled up the Clippers. (laughs) Yeah, it does sound weird, but they play, uh, but okay. The back line, give and take on that. But, front, you know, as soon as they brought it over, the Clippers brought it over the half court, they pounced on George, they pounced on, you know, uh, Kawhi, they pounced on Lou Will. They made sure and made it very difficult for the perimeter players to go ahead and operate freely, which is the first key to going ahead and making life uncomfortable for the Clippers. And it did, and they showed it today.
1: Yeah, I mean, who would have thought... Even one week ago, you'd say Denver's defense won the game. And we just kind of pounded on them a week ago about how bad their defense was. Yeah. And they they made some adjustments. And they're playing good. They tied up at 1-1. And, I mean, Kawhi was off the first time all playoffs that he looked human, which, you know, is bound to happen. And um, that helped Denver out a lot but hats off to them. I mean, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's been playing great, but so far it's taken, what's what, six, about eight games for him to, to look normal. So, and Denver take it. Gary Harris was big and I know they're happy to have him back. He was yeah. knocking down shots. And I mean, I still think the Clippers eventually win this series, but Denver's not going to back down. I mean, if they didn't, if we didn't learn about their heart when they were down 3-1, they proved today that this is a team with a lot of heart, a lot of competitive fire, and they want
0: to win. It looks like they're not going to roll over. I mean, we kind of figured that may have been the case or was going to be the case after we saw game one, but I'm not going to say any team after we saw what we saw today uh, is going to say, you know what, I'm just going to roll over at the end of the series even milwaukee to an extent i think milwaukee even though Giannis is questionable with his uh, ankle uh is you know i think he's going to go ahead and get it out and at least they're going to take one before they go ahead and 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 be bounced out but i will tell you this my friend when it comes to the effort i saw from denver i know you and i said that we they they're going to win the clippers are going to probably go on and move on to the next round but my gosh! If you see this kind of effort today from Denver, is there a real chance they can push it to maybe a six or seven game series?
1: Yeah, I mean, if Gary Harris is, you know, getting his groove back and he's knocking down shots, he gives them another another threat on offense and defensively, he he helped them out a lot. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, I just can't count this team out. Yeah, and they're they're very. Disrespected in a sense, because Utah wanted them last, uh, you know, for this year in the playoffs. They pretty much tanked so they can get that matchup. And even last year, I mean, they went to the second round last year in the playoffs, and it was a great series with Portland. But as a Blazers fan, Blazers didn't get the respect that a team normally gets for making it to the conference finals because they're like, oh, you guys had an easy path. You just beat Oklahoma City. and." Denver was a, it was an easy win. But I, I, I mean, obviously, like I said, I'm a Blazers fan. I didn't slight Denver in any way. But they're back again in the second round for back-to-back years. And even if you look at, you know, maybe like the last five or six years in the Western Conference, it's pretty hard other than maybe Houston and Golden State to find a team that in back-to-back years made it out of the first round. Yeah. Because a lot of the teams are one year you may make it, Next year, you may lose in the first round. So, um, you know, whether it's Utah, Minnesota, had one year. Um, Portland had lost in the first round multiple times. I, um, Clippers lost in the first round, but Denver's went to the second round back-to-back season. So uh, they they need a little bit more respect in their, than they're getting.
0: Well, what do you think about Mike Malone? Uh, you know, you heard his comments uh, about families. Both uh family. Yeah. Uh, the coaching staff the medical staff, everybody that's there along with it, they didn't get to have their families come too. Do you think that's, uh should have been altered by Adam Silver? Because he is very angry at this time. And while it worked for Denver today, going forward, it might still be a, become a distraction for them going forward because Mike Malone is so adamant about it.
1: Well, I think it's just a matter of spacing. That was, that was always the thought why... At least that was my impression that that's why they couldn't come until after the first round was over, because once you eliminate some of the teams, then there's more space available. Now, if um they should be able to open it up for teams that advance to the conference finals because you have a few more teams that are gone, and um but yeah, I just I just at least in my opinion, like I said, I think it was just a matter of accommodating accommodating everybody else
0: yeah absolutely and I couldn't agree with you more on that it's just, it's hard that you can't please everyone I know Adam Silver obviously has to prioritize the players uh, in doing so and keep them happy because obviously we wouldn't have an NBA without it but uh, to the coaching staffs out there that are not going to be able to see their families in some cases for another month month and a half maybe that's going to be something that's very disheartening for them for quite a few days and quite a few weeks to come. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, I'm on with Rafael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at NBA Draft Junkies. I also want to give a heads up to everyone out there. If you haven't checked it out already, Lakerholics.com. Rafael Barlow provides videos each and every week for Lakerholics.com. I provide updates with the Lakers Fast Break podcast every day there as well. And, of course, Laker Tom just put up a great article on Anthony Davis. You want to go ahead and check that out. Plus, you've got five things from Jamie Sweet. You also have Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man, posting articles on a regular basis as well. And, of course, you can be part of the conversation there today because it's always going on. Right there at LakerHolics.com. Well, my friend, just one more quick game update, and that's with the Boston Celtics and Toronto Raptors. Now that they are now squared up at two games apiece, want to hear your thoughts on the game today? It just—it looked like Toronto was just always going to have that buffer from what I was seeing. It just—it looks like that, uh, you know, just after the third quarter when they kind of separated themselves, it just looked like there was really even though the the offense kind of got bogged down for each in the fourth quarter, it just looked like really the Boston Celtics were never fully invested in the game.
1: Yeah. And, and that's why that shot was so big. Maybe that took a little bit of air out of their, out of their balloon. Maybe that was, and I do think it can't be a tough shot to bounce back from. that yeah. you are half a second away from being up three. Um, but Toronto's their championship team. I mean, the I feel like 95% of the roster from last year's championship team is back and you just can't count out a team that has a championship ring. So, um, yeah, Boston just wasn't, they, they just didn't have the same energy that they, they had the first two games. Or, But it was still, you know, it wasn't a blowout. It was still like a seven-point game. I still think it could have went either way down the stretch
0: um Kyle Larry hit another another shot
1: <laughs> big shot yeah i mean but one of the games was when Marcus Smart hit those five three so you knew they wouldn't be able to count on that you know that type of production and then today he was 2 for 8 and 1 of 6 from 3 Kimba was 1 of 6 from 3 so they didn't really get a lot of they got decent production out of their bench but you know they're starting backcourt combined for like 20 Three points and Toronto's combined for 39 so which I I think that's expected I think if you had to ask which backcourt would outplay who I would think Toronto's will put up better points and so um, they just Toronto got a production out of Siakam who struggled the first couple games but now he seems to um, if he finds his groove and starts you know putting back numbers that are similar to what he did in regular season, then my pick of Toronto in seven could be right.
0: There you go. Uh, but before we go ahead and head on out, my friend, and we hear you an update on what you're doing, NBA draft junkies. Is there any quick fixes now for Boston to get back on the right track? Uh, because mentally, there this, this could be a situation where mentally they're more down than physically because they match up well with Toronto. It's not the fact that they don't, uh, talent-wise, that they don't match up. I just think right now it's a head game with them, and after such a tough shot and after such a tough loss, it's very hard to right that ship.
1: Yeah, it is. And and, and this is a team that they're facing that is a championship team, so I don't think that can be discounted. So I still think Toronto in seven. But if they, I mean, if they come back and win in seven, which... I still think can happen now. I mean, I wasn't going to say that if, if, you know, if they were down 3-0, that makes that shot even bigger.
0: Sounds good. Yep, absolutely. I mean, it it is, you know, if Toronto ends up winning or at least going far, going a long way, it could be one of the most momentous, one of the most momentum changing and one of the biggest shots ever in the NBA playoffs uh, as far as that's concerned. So in a wacky year, in a wacky bubble and a wacky playoffs, it fits right in. And you can never know what to expect. I mean, people think, oh yeah, it was going to be an easy game today as far as the Clippers and Denver. Nope, that wasn't the de- you know, it just everything that comes up is going to be surprising from what I'm seeing, because it just seems like you never know what to expect in this year's playoffs.
1: Never know. <laughs>
0: If we haven't learned
1: anything, that's one thing that has been for sure certain is that these playoffs are for the first time in years, like we've said in previous episodes. I really feel like it's wide open. I, I don't think that there is a clear-cut favorite. And that makes I mean, it very right enjoyable now, for the viewers. Yeah, Well, I think on one hand it does, but also... uh. You know, I think the NBA would have loved to have seen a lebron Giannis finals. I think that would have been, you know, the two best teams, the teams that they've been marketing all year long, which doesn't look like it's going to happen on Milwaukee's end unless they have a miraculous comeback. Uh, But even then, like, I I even feel like from a marketing aspect, Miami, their team isn't going to be well-known to the casual fans um, Toronto's without Kawhi. Boston team is. I mean, they have some up and coming guys, but I don't think the teams out east. There's not going to be a a big time star in the finals that that a casual fan knows. Like I use my mom for example. She's not going to know whoever comes out of the west. She's not going to be able to recognize a single name. So I think on that end, from a marketing aspect of it you're not going to have like the the finals ratings that we had even when you know LeBron versus the Warriors even if you knew that the Golden State was was the dominant team you still had Durant Steph versus LeBron Kyrie I don't think it's going to be that type of finals obviously not but for the pure basketball fan you have to be excited because it's, it's wide open it's kind of like the NCAA tournament in a sense
0: Absolutely. And it, it, I was just thinking the same thing earlier. And will we have a Cinderella? Possibly. Could be. Very mm-hmm. might as well be because Miami is looking very good for tomorrow's game. Do you think they close it out in a sweep, especially because Giannis is having a little bit of issues with the ankle and he's listed as questionable tomorrow? It's over. <laughs> <laughs> not
1: questioning the Bucks, you know, not saying that they're not going to come out and compete, but. Miami just has their playbook. You know, it's like, you ever play Madden against someone and they know your every move and all your counters don't work? That That's what it seems like is going on. There's, they just can't solve them. And then and Bud has to play Giannis 48 minutes yeah. <laughs> tomorrow. If he subs him out at the five-minute mark, man, it, that's... <laughs> then, he, he, he proved that
0: he is a regular season coach and he just doesn't like to adjust. And that might be his undoing if they get swept tomorrow in the NBA playoffs by the Miami Heat. So, we will think his
1: job is in jeopardy? I
0: kind of think so. Because especially with Giannis on the verge of may or may not sign an extension, may or may not be leaning towards one foot out the door, may or may not be heading on out. So... I mean, we didn't say that about Budenholzer when he won 60 games at Atlanta, but look what happened to him there. and then. But he left
1: there on his own, though. He didn't want but, to rebuild. But,
0: you know, he just, but he got tired. He didn't want, like you said, he didn't want to rebuild, but he got, got a little bit uncomfortable there. They, they didn't head in the right direction. And then you have now, I think, because he wouldn't change, because there's so many people asking for him to go ahead and make those adjustments, as we're seeing with Frank mm-hmm. Vogel, the Lakers. And if you don't, and if you're willing to stand your ground, no matter what it does for you and your team, that, again, could be another situation where the ownership gets very, I, I guess, could get, gets very irritated by. I mean, they don't want to be known, I'm sure, in Milwaukee as just a regular season team. I can see that.
1: I mean, I, I think it would still be somewhat of a knee-jerk reaction because, you know, think about Dallas. Think how they're thankful that they didn't – um. Uh well I guess Carlisle wasn't the coach. It was A. B. Johnson was the coach of yeah. the team that was number one season, number one seed. Um, so that I guess that kills that example that I was I was trying to trying to bring up. But um I do think I don't think he'll get fired this summer or this fall. Sounds so weird saying that. Uh but I I think the seat, the temperature on the seat will be a little hot going in into next year. Especially if Giannis doesn't doesn't resign, for some reason I think he will. For I I just think he will, but then you never know because he doesn't have like a camp, he doesn't have anyone that's going to be leaking information to the media, and so everything with him is just going to be pure
0: pure speculation. Yeah, I I, I'm still say much. Well, I'm still leaning on him signing. I understand the Miami, Golden State, the Lakers. Pick a team. That they have the rumors for Jonas, I still think there's for him that the two how what is the two fifty or two well, seventy?
1: Yeah, I think like two fifty if based off the the cap never changing
0: without okay. the money being lost. So it's still gonna yeah, probably be over two hundred. Let's just put it that way, right?
1: Yeah, we think so.
0: So I think of of any of the players that have come out recently, I think him. I think. The fact that he's always indicated his love for Milwaukee, I just think, for me, I'd I, I see him signing it more than any of these other players that have bypassed it. I'm just, I'm just saying that I, I'm, I'm with you, and I think he's going to sign it as well.
1: Yeah, but I could be wrong. I thought Kawhi would stay in Toronto, but we're talking about two guys that, in this age of the media, where everybody has. You know camps or or you know they have like their media guy that gets the first Giannis and Kawhi are two guys that just don't you don't have any leaks you never know which way they're leaning and um so it's uh and I'm sure like the media probably hates that or they may love it because neither guy will defend themselves so you can pretty much write anything (laughs) and people are going to believe it while you know LeBron is going to pretty much control the narrative like Totally different philosophies as far as just like, I don't know if it's considered marketing or what, but I think that he does sign it. But if you're Milwaukee, you have to, I mean, if the season ends tomorrow, you have to try to, even though you don't know the final numbers, (laughs) you have to offer him the contract. Here it is. We just haven't filled in the dollar amount yet. We'll figure that out, but we want you long-term
0: and we'll find out hopefully in the not too distant future if that's the case and we may find out if milwaukee season ends tomorrow we'll know that probably because it's kind of well we'll know that by this time tomorrow because they will have already played the game when we come back for our day 18 wrap-up because i think we're 17 17 days in already uh and Raphael, you've just been amazing each and every day I just truly thank you again for hopping on with me each and every day as we do this this coverage. And tomorrow will be very interesting as the Lakers try to even up their series. We, can LeBron control the on-court narrative? We'll have to find out. Or will it go back to James Harden and Russell Westbrook? We'll have to wait and see. Plus, like you said, uh, is it going to be a sweep? Like we were seeing that guy in the virtual fan the other day. Is it going to be a sweep for the Miami Heat against Milwaukee? We'll find that out as well. But before you, it's, over. It, it's <laughs> over. You guys, it's like, it's over. It's over. It's, over.
1: <laughs> it's. It's. I don't even think people want to watch a game five if Milwaukee wins. I think people are just over this series already. I mean, Giannis has been taking a, a somewhat of a beating on social media. The coach has. Bledsoe has. Um, yeah. I. I don't. I just. And then I even saw Jason Whitlock as wrong as he is. Did you see that article? Did no, I did not.
0: Uh I, I've, so, I've I'm not a Well, I'm not a big fan of his. He made some comments uh way back when uh, that kind of offensive too. But then again he he's one of those a, yeah that's style.
1: Yeah. That well that's who, who he is. <laughs> and, but yeah he made a comment. He wrote an article saying the Bucks uh care more about basically the whole situation in Kenosha. They quit after that and they are more concerned about social justice than winning basketball and you know it's you can't if that's the case you can't really knock them for that but i just think that was in poor taste to write that article because from his point of view he's coming from it in a negative way towards the bucks like i don 't know he he seems like he 's more so on the Republican side of the of the fence
0: well remember he 's the same individual who uh, uh, made the jeremy Lynn comments so when when uh Lynn Sa- Lynn. with Lynn Sandy at his height uh and he made some inappropriate uh, uh, very offensive comments about jeremy Lynn, uh, jeremy Lynn at that point in time, which kind of just t- turned me off to him at that point in time so uh, i'm not Catherine surprised. Hitch- and Kaepernick, I he did get like
1: uh, on Kaepernick. So, so yeah, he's going to use this his stance to criticize Milwaukee from a basketball point. I think he's one of those guys that believes in separate sports from social social issues. So yeah, he's pretty critical of the Bucks for that. But on one hand, there's people who can say, "Well, have have they won a game? Or maybe they've won one game since since they staged the uh, the." Um, protest or whatever so on one hand some, some parts of his his uh stance could be valid i just think it was in poor taste but that's just a lot of things
0: that he does or says are in poor taste Yeah, we see a lot of that these days on sports but then again he works for fox correct no not anymore not anymore. They, they okay. boot. Yeah. okay wow yeah. okay that's surprising so yeah does he work for br i forgot which platform he just started probably like okay
1: Fair I know it's, it's, it's within the summer.
0: I, I know a lot of people were upset with Stephen A. Smith when he went off on Steve Nash and, and that created the conversation, which you and I already talked about with Steve Nash a couple of mm-hmm. days ago. And people can check that out again on Lakers fast Breaks. So. He just these the guys—they're the talking heads. Uh, they'll just go ahead and, and uh, sometimes they're produced to say such things. Sometimes they say yep. things that they don't mean, but they—they they know it's going to create controversy and it's going to create stuff on social media. So it's the world we live in, my friend. Unfortunately, uh, uh, sometimes it, it just works like like that. But we're signaling the ref for a quick timeout but we'll be back with more of the Lakers fast break podcast. Check out what's been going on with the pop culture, Cosmo show and the PCC multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm
1: shift where,
0: promoted and this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics that's the pop culture cosmos show and the pcc multiverse every week on apple podcasts and over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options hopefully you and i will not be just talking heads Although we will probably have Laker Tom tomorrow, speaking of talking heads. So we'll have to go ahead. (laughs) And that was, that was a shout out to Laker Tom. Who's going to listen to this tomorrow. And he's probably going to just grit his teeth waiting to come at me tomorrow, but we'll wait and see. Uh, We're going to have Raphael. We're going to have probably Laker Tom. We're going to have hopefully some other guests. Content creators. 805 just text me and said, he's going to stop by tomorrow as well. So I'm looking forward for an interesting conversation. Hopefully it will be one up straight up for the Lakers. But we'll wait and see. Raphael Barlow, as always, I do appreciate it. But before we head on out, I want you to go ahead and give everyone an update on what's going on with your awesome site, the NBA Draft Junkies.
1: Same every day. Every day is the same. Updating profiles. Um, I, I extended the opportunity for, for I guess, my subscribers to come on the podcast as a guest to talk about their their big board and the players that they would like to see certain teams take and so I just did one today that should be up tomorrow and the guy's name was Garrett Lucas. He did a good job. I mean, he he had a he had a hot take on on his draft board and but he he broke down his reason for it which was, was valid. I mean, it's, it's probably going to be criticized but but this is like this is what I love about the NBA draft is that none of us are right none of us at this point we don't know it's all our opinion and i just have a respect for people if they have a strong opinion on something and they stand to it and they stick with it i just kind of like guys that that do that as opposed to just kind of following what the following the wave so that should be up on the youtube channel and on the podcast um by the
0: time this episode is up well, it's funny though, because sometimes it seems like it is throwing darts or taking names out of hat sometimes, because mm-hmm. especially this year, because there's so many different players all in that same area and you don't know if any of them will contribute or maybe some might be just a diamond in the rough. Yep.
1: That's true. And you won't know until, you know, a year later, two, three years, you just will never know. Absolutely. With teenagers.
0: Yep, And the thing is, as well, because this is considered to be a lower end on the draft scale as far as drafts are concerned, as far as the quantity and quality of players that you, that might make a good contribution in the league. But we don't know that for sure. So we're going to have to wait and see. Only history and time will take a, a true test of what this draft upcoming will be. But for a good idea on these candidates and on these prospects, there is no better place to go than NBADraftJunkies.com or NBA Draft Junkies on YouTube as I'm showing everybody on the way out on Facebook Live. Well, my friend, it's been great talking to you once again. You and I are going to get set for some more Laker Tom tomorrow. It's going to be great to see him. Again, check out his article on Anthony Davis. Please do so before you go ahead and check out game two tomorrow between the Houston Rockets and Los Angeles Lakers. Also, I'm hopefully we'll have content creators 805 and hopefully even more guests along with Rafael and I. As it'll be day 18 of the NBA playoffs tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it, Raphael. And any last thoughts on the way out, my friend?
1: No, just uh, I can't believe it's 18 days. It's I feel like
0: Well, actually be more that if it it, it would be it would have been more if we hadn't had the the shutdown for a couple of days.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But which reminds uh, me Go ahead, everybody please register to vote and then of course like rafael was saying earlier as uh you know just alluding to we got to go ahead and do what we can for for everyone out there to provide a better place a better world so please do what you can out there vote just fight for equality stop the systemic racism and and do what we can for everyone out there to provide a better world for our for our children for our neighbors for our families going forward and i just hope so man because i'm hoping for a better life for all of us but I don't. I agree. Well, my friend has been great talking to you as always looking forward to tomorrow. <laughs> what Laker Tom has to say. I'm looking forward to it. Indeed. I'm And I'm looking forward to you. Uh, you know what? Now I know if Rondo is going to be playing a lot and the Lakers give up a lot of corner threes, you're going to be rolling and I'm just going to be going, Oh, and Laker Tom may actually get some heart attacks along the way, but We'll all be here tomorrow night to update you on what's going on with the NBA playoffs right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.